Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ding dong. Hello, Paul. Hello. <laughs> Setting off first run of the month on the heath. A little bit later than normal because we've been away. Your Very posh voices remind me of Steve's fantastic work in a dual role yes. on, the, uh, on last week's uh, broadcast where you know, he, you know when, he performed you know, as both the captain and the uh, steward. On the do you know when we, di- when we did that, I, I uh, messaged with Steve and said, I, th- I really like this. I think we should start doing more little sort of comedy little sketch inserts yeah. like this. And he said, yeah, not all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Steve. But it was good. Yeah, it was <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, it was great. It was good fun, yes. Wonderful. But I sense that you carried the major load for that podcast, <laughs> for, that, for that particular episode. Well, yeah. I what mean, do you reckon? Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. So, welcome back. It's funny because it's uh, we're doing our first run of the month on the heath, but we're heading for the middle of April, really. Yes, we and are. And yet again, we keep saying it, but it is happening, but... It's the battle for spring, isn't it? Yeah. Leaves and flowers growing in. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's sunshiny, but it's also cold and windy. And the last couple of days have been absolutely quintessential April showers. Yes. Well, I got back on Monday afternoon. It's now Wednesday morning. I've been in Spain. You've been travelling away as well. You got back on Sunday, having gone away on Friday. Right. It's an Easter joke for you. And whereabouts did you go? Me, I went as soon as uh, the next morning after Brighton Marathon, went to uh, southwest Scotland for three days. Right. To Coodbury. Right. Something like that. Fun times? It was great. It's a lovely yeah. place. And uh, incredible morning magpie. Oh, people would have seen, anyone who follows me on the socials will know, that, let's go this way. Yeah. All you need to do there is just sit and look at the tide coming in and out. Right. It's got like a conservatory with an estuary view. Beautiful. And... Uh, just amazing. So I'm sensing, understandably, that you're that you're still in marathon recovery mode because you've elected to go on the soft surfaces. 
across here. Oh no! True, right. false. Yeah, I certainly didn't pick the soft surfaces for my feet. All right, okay. I just thought it was going where we were going, and right, it didn't okay, look too, too wet today. How have you been since? Um, Obviously, I'm going to get the story of it, but how have you been since? Um, yeah, well, it was classic. I don't know if other people have this experience, but I always have that sense of how broken are you by the marathon? Yeah. I wasn't. Right. I was fine. That, that way now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's good because my wife was there, and it's, that's a nice moment. Like in New York, you just uh, finish it and think, right, what are we doing now? Yeah. yeah. A bit tired, obviously achy. Yes. But not sort of broken in... Not achy, breaky. Exactly. Whereas other sundry marathons, you get to the end and think, and have like an existential crisis, you know? Yeah. So... That was your intention, wasn't it? To yeah. To sort of run it and feel okay. Like I something left, that's right. Yeah. And uh, partly based entirely on fitness and scheduling, and partly based on the psychology of... It being fitter for it and doing it better than last year. Yeah. Um, anyway, this and we immediately went on holiday. Right. And uh, I didn't take my running shoes. I did a little light stretching on the day, but I hardly stretched. Right. Just basically went on holiday as, as a mode of recovery. Yeah. And genuinely, by the time I ran again on Friday, I, uh, I was missing it. Right. Everybody was going, come on, ready to go. Let's ready to go, go again. Okay, well, that's good. And then, and then, to be fair, then that leads to like a next phase. Then I did a gentle run and a park run. Right. And after the park run, my feet and legs were like, yeah, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is, we're not quite back up to spec. It's interesting that you mention your feet, because it's one thing I never anticipated or even thought about. For years, the effects of running loads on your feet. Yeah. But it's something you do get a bit more sensitive to, isn't it, as you get older? Absolutely, yeah. Just a kind of sort of bone level, slight trauma of running a lot on your feet and just how to handle it, you know. And and also weird things like, you know, it's very committed to running thing, but I'm always thinking, my knees and feet are hurting after that run. And I think, well, that's great if you're core isn't hurting right if you don't feel soul tired yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. great that you're externalizing that the, the if the trauma of the marathon is happening in, at the peripheries of your body right it's kind of a win yeah is there any logic in that at all i don't know but i always take it as a win yeah it's sort of but yeah my feet are a bit of a state they're okay sort of feet breakdown because you were you were sort of nursing the possibility of injury on your way into it yeah well basically as as remember yeah, I've got like a, what I'm assuming is a kind of bursitis in my left foot. Right. And that hasn't got any better. Right. And it's unlikely to, the amount of running I'm doing. <laughs> but it's, um, I'm not, it's not freaking me out anymore because I've right. done a marathon on it. It was fine. Yeah. And now I've got <laughs> orthopedic sliders for day wear. Okay. And in, when I'm wearing running shoes, it's not a problem. So all I need is orthopedic fashion shoes. Yeah. I'm out of the house and doing gigs. And you're full orthopedic. And my foot can be damaged and in pain all the time. Yeah. And just completely patch it up. Embrace the orthopedic lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. They'll start calling me ortho. Yeah. King ortho. Welcome on stage, ortho daring. Hey, look at his shoes. <laughs> What's happening down there? Good evening, everyone. You know what it's Any like when you can barely walk. Hey, how are your feet? <laughs> I'm going to get a picture of that Cormorant drying his wings off on the pond here. 
That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's kind of evil. Mm. In a good way. And then the green hill sward behind. Gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Nice chance to stop for a minute as well. And now I've got a bit of... So that's my left foot. Right. Um, talk, talk me through the... Talk me around the body. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's only one other, but it's on my right foot. Right. Behind a developing... Yeah, I've got a bit of a callus on the right side of my foot. And after the marathon, behind it, um, a little something which I'm assuming is a blister. Right. But being as I'm not very limber... I can't really see it. I don't know what it is. Okay. It might be a rook. Right. I'm going to go to the foot doctor, but yeah. probably not till after I've done all these runs. Go to the doctor. But uh, they're both, it's both very peripheral, kind of classic. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Like having a black toe now, you know what I mean? It's, but your feet are weird because you're, all, because you're always on them, though, aren't you? That's the thing about yeah, that's right. running. They don't get a break. Yeah. After, in the first few days after the marathon, or specifically when I first ran, my left knee felt a bit spongy, but nothing specific, and it doesn't anymore. Right. It was just having a little bit of a kind of, oh, really? Yeah. But nothing, nothing twangy, nothing worrying. But, but, but enough about me and my marathons. We need to hear about some of your running. Yeah, well, I've been, I've actually Because you've, you've been running all around the world. You've been around the world like, like uh, Lisa Stansfield. <laughs> I've been uh, Australia, New Zealand, but... I did most, well, I did all of my running there on treadmills, actually. Yeah. Um, the treader. Just because. Jump up on the treader. Just because. Give it a couple of k's and get your clicks in on the treader, mate. Um, just eating. Where's Paul? He's eating shrimps on the treader. on the treader, mate. Um, Tonko. Ah, he's on the Treadmill Tonko. Where's Tonko? <laughs> because. With apologies to the people of Australia. Because there was. There's just loads of travelling and whatever. It just felt like the best place to go to guarantee a nice little run. Yeah, so and also, that. obviously, running in Australia, a constant risk of death from shark, jellyfish. Of course. Snake yeah. or bear. It was, don't, don't be ridiculous, they don't have bears. It was... Um, did you see the, the Italian trail runner who got savaged to death by a bear in northern Italy? No, I did not. Yeah, that was. Uh, I saw that the last couple of days. Um, sorry, brief, tragic tangent. Um, Selfish so, uh, perspective on that, but do they have bears in the Brecon Beacons? I think they've just released some bears into the Brecon Beacons, actually, as a sort of Ooh. eco experiments. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking it back Ooh. into the wild. <laughs> a little bit furry. There'll be a fella come on with orthopedics. <laughs> Look up for the fella with the giant shoes. Look at this, I hope to about that. Hello, Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You're a lovely dog, aren't you? You're a lovely, friendly dog. Yeah, I didn't bark or anything. You're a lovely, friendly dog. Sorry, mate. Sorry to be scared. Was that the... Uh, I remember that dog. Yeah, not a word from her. Why did she look at us like... Well, right not a word from us. Maybe we're ghosts. Yeah. Maybe we died and we're haunting us. Look through us like we were somehow... At, at fault yes. for being perfectly nice to a dog as she jumped up at you. Yeah, that's right. How, and, uh, how so bizarre. Some kind of calibration. What we need to do is to make the dog just maybe 8% less friendly yeah. than the owner. Just, yeah. just give that friendliness. No, you're right. You're all, right. We're, all we're talking about is eye contact. Just, cr just, just crank it up a little bit. Yeah. Angry person. But, um, <laughs> so, sorry, you're on treadmill. Yes, you're on uh, treadmill. Every other day on the treadow. In the antipode. But consistently every other day in the treadow. Nice. Cranking up the tempo on the treadow. So basically, you run for a given amount of time. Cranking up the incline. you just push the incline as you go. Incline, tempo, crank, crank, crank. 
Between 25 and sort of 40 minutes. See, the advantage you have there is I kind of can't bear to think about the numbers and the buttons. Yeah, Once yeah. That doesn't bother you. Yeah, um, but I still get very bored on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, find it very, I find it really difficult. But I, but I enjoy it. I, I, I can find myself, I don't know, just getting a bit fitter on it. And also because it's constant footfall do you know what I mean yeah, there's yeah, no adjustment yeah. you can really you can push it so I enjoy yeah. that and well then, exactly it's kind of like a, on the one hand you're pushing it on the other hand it's like a safe place do you know yes, what I mean yes absolutely that's yeah. what you're saying so you did and it's nice and so that was good fun and the gigs were the gigs were great I mean huge it's, thousands of people yeah between the smallest gig was 6,000 and the biggest was 12,500 yeah 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 so is there much of a notable pretty difference big, between those sizes yeah, kind of. You kind of, with a 12 and a half, it's like you... You have to do your first day up. Hello! No, you kind of, there's an extra half second pause as you wait for the laugh to sort of travel around the back of the back of the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not massive. People say, oh, do you work much slower? You don't really. It's just a half just second. Just a feel for it. Yeah, just a half second. And in all those gigs, do you have, on, do you have screens behind you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. And you learn to... That, I, had, I actually had a bit of a breakthrough, actually, yeah, in ooh, terms ooh. of... Sorry. Sorry, mate. More dogs. Yeah, and I ended I had up a bit of a rather than getting near a dog, I elbowed Paul in the gut. Safest, I think. Yeah. Safest to just do violence. Awful, daring, <laughs> elbow, treadow, tonk in the gut. My shoes hates. are so massive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a bit of a breakthrough in terms of relaxation, actually. I learned some... Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've done loads of arena gigs. Very lucky to be able to do so. Yeah. And when I started doing it, I found them incredibly... Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as a comedian, as an actual comedian, sooner or later, your your subconscious can't help but treat them as normal. Yes, yeah, you just start to... That nervousness has got to step away. Hey. You just start to relax. Yeah. And I've so, and also realised you can't win a room full of 12,000 people with energy. Yeah, I know. You can't win them. They have to come to you. Yeah. And the screens are there to help that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just learned to really relax and like Bisto gravy, let the flavour run out. <laughs> and uh, it worked a treat. I really Bisto. enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Bisto Trado Tonko? That's British, is it? Bisto? That's a little bit in- inexplicable. Do you know that? Do you know that woman who said hello to me? Yes. Them? Who is she? Lindsay Tash. Right. <laughs> She used to work for... Oh, she's always in Edinburgh. Right. She does a, a number of different things. Right. Because yeah. I keep bumping into her. Yeah, uh, she must live near. So yes, she does, before. yeah. But I know her from the Edinburgh Festival. Yes. And comedy, but she's... Yes, comedy, comedy. So, yeah, so that was a big... That was a really big sort of mental breakthrough, actually. Yeah, brilliant. Which was, which was great, so I no longer have to get stressed about those gigs. And also, it's the question, it's like you say, that is something, because it's not doing the big gigs, it's normalising doing the big Yes, gigs. yeah, yeah, yeah. It ties in with the thing I often come back to, the whole Steve Martin thing. One amazing gig is successful, you know, not everyone can have an amazing gig, but having one amazing gig is a lot of fun. Yeah. But the challenge of being a comedian... He's having all good gigs. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're having all really, really good gigs. Yeah. Arena gigs into, into a the good all phase. good gigs. So yeah. It's the same as when I'd never done the comedy store for a long time. 
um, and I was quite established and stuff. And I'd been there and I'd done charity gigs and stuff. I thought, oh yeah, I know the comedy store. I'm a, I'm a jobbing comedian. I live yeah. in London comedy store. Yeah. And then, but for whatever reason, actually getting put there for a weekend. It becomes a thing. Didn't it? happen. And, right. and I was saying to myself, it doesn't matter. It's just another gig. And then when I did it, of course, it's three days, but also I think probably five gigs, you know. Yeah. Thursday show, two shows on the Friday, two shows on the Saturday. Yeah. And I just remember hitting the stage on the Saturday and thinking, no, this is, this is different. This is different, yeah. I feel like I live here now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Sun just, just coming out just as we Beautiful, yeah. come up past Kenwood. It's glowing, isn't it? Beautiful. Hey, hey mate. It um, feels familiar, but I'm not sure whether... Yeah. He looks like an ultra guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Looks like a guy bumped into an apartment at Hackney. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful day today. Hey, talking of ultra guys, I remember. Absolutely glorious. Let us celebrate the incredible achievement of friend of the show, Liam McIntyre. Yes. Second in the South Downs 50. Yeah. At the weekend. uh, It's his first time he's run 50 miles. Yeah. In the South Downs, as you say, came second. Yes. Did it in, what was he running like? Eight minute miles? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. It was enormous. He's an incredible Yeah, the guy's an incredible runner. Well and, and so, he's, I mean, I was going to say. Very gentle. I was going to suggest that there's juxtaposition there, but it's that sense of the, the truly Jedi runners. Yes. They're very calm, um, chilled out individuals. There's, there's no rah about Yeah, no, absolutely not. No. Anyway, congratulations. No, he's a. And well, some well other done. and we will get him in. We'll have to get him in. Yeah, we need to talk again. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of great PBs coming in. We haven't got him with us today, but also, he's about to be Manchester. And that's a yeah. fast course. So, you know, we might be picking up some more. And a shout to Camille Heron Yes, yeah. for her 48 hour world's record yes. run. Which was. Yeah. It's a giant magnolia. I mean, yeah. she's just. Well, she's like. I she's mean, it's like, yeah. Oh, the difference. She's, she's yeah, at I international mean, she, level. <laughs> but her and Liam, they're like. Yeah. yeah. Camille she's, she's exceptional. And yeah. also, she's got that thing. She's so easy going about it. Over yeah. time, yeah. you start to realise. She put that thing saying, yeah, yeah, we did have to artificially rewater my eyes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my eye popped out at the 80K mark and we just like. I kept on running to the next day. And of course, she, she runs yeah, yeah, yeah. a mile every day. Yeah. So people saying, have you started running again yet? She's like, well, no, not really. Although I run one or two miles every yes, day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every day, ever. Yes. Imagine getting up yeah, the next day, yeah, finishing running 270 miles at midnight and getting up yeah. at 10 and thinking, yeah, yeah. better pop out. No, she's, uh, <laughs> she's an incredible you can't, I don't creature. Know. Yeah. We could yeah. just spend all day kind of, that's the way to describe. Yeah, just her. always going to keep messaging a Camille. Particularly as she's so nice that you could say, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like what we really need to be is like Wayne and Garth in front of her. Yes. Just praising. Genuflect. We're yes. not worthy. Yeah. We're not worthy. Yeah, she's, uh, she's great. So, so, yeah, inspiring to see all this great running going on. Yeah. So, you're on treadmills. Yeah. And, uh, and then, coming, coming home to the arenas. And then... But then you did some running outside? Yeah, and then I went to... Uh, I went to... Near Malaga. My, uh, my wife's dad's got uh, a couple of little cottages in the sort of mountains off, off Malaga. Yeah. It's, re- it's quite sort of barren and beautiful. Where's there. Malaga? Is that Spanish coast or is it an island? It's... 
I don't know. Neither do I. <laughs> I just went there. Oh, nice. But I didn't, I didn't get... He's, he's sort of... It's about an hour from Seville. Right. In some direction. Uh, so I was right about That's Spain. That's about as far yes! as I know. It's in Spain. On the, and it's in did, Spain. When you went from Seville to there, did you go over water? No. But we didn't go to Seville. We just landed in the, in the station and then got and a when you're there. at Malaga, were you by the sea? We were about an hour and 20 from the coast. Right. Uh, <laughs> which was... Which we went there for a day, but we spent most of the time. I spent a lot of time watching DVDs, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so hot. Yeah. But every morning I went for a run, and it was a lovely five mile, extremely hilly loop. Yeah. Which was very reminiscent of those runs we used to do in Cyprus. I was going to say, Cyprus is my, uh, is my favourite reference to this. To be kind of in a cottage away from the town. Yeah. Get in the morning and run up hot. Yeah, That's yeah. evocative. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was yeah. very well timed for me when we used because we used to do that sort of twice a year. Yes. And I was just, just finding myself as a runner, really. Right. I think that was the first place where I realised I was just amazed that I could run hills. Yeah. Because you used to come out the front door and run to the top of the hill. Yeah. I was like, I can do this. Yeah. I can't believe it. Do you, do you think we could run back to the calf and then run back? Yeah. Do you think that would be crazy? No, it was just, so lovely up just there. Just so I could go to... Um, and also we get a bit more mileage in. A bit more mileage in, yeah. I'm trying I'll to... i tell you what, though. Let's do a little loop we don't normally do, just so we see something different. It's, it won't go... It's not far. Come on. Hard no. left. It'll just go down the other side. Oh, okay. You won't regret it. He might regret it. <laughs> or... Just go left here. That's the best way. Yeah, then, then we get yeah, to go get a bit of quicker life. and see something yeah. new. We're going somewhere we don't go, guys. Very exciting. We've never been here before. Yeah, this is nice. Across the grass, across the grassy sward. Yeah. So, and I'm considering. So, how I'm many times did you do that run? You want, mate? How many times did you do that? I five did it five run? times. Yeah. So it's nice just every morning. Yeah. Very, very. I was going to say extremely hilly, like sort yeah. of crazily hilly. Yeah. Um, so, so a strange little corollary to getting on treadmills and working the incline. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of yeah, it was, uh, unavoidably good workout to it. Yeah, it was really nice, yeah. Also, just as long as you didn't have a corollary while you were out there. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was lovely. Cool, and now you're back. And now I'm back here, and I'm going to... I'm going to uh, I'm going to do Race to the Stones. Very good. I like the way uh, there was a circle there, but then you no, you done. ideated, didn't you? He's no, going I'm, to do it, guys. I'm doing I'm doing Race to the Stones. Yeah, great. I went not in a kind of last year I messed up way. This year I'm going to get it right way, but sort of in a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. You've got to I just have want some relationship with that. Yeah, I want to get in shape so that I can experience the event fully. <laughs> well, it's almost exactly what we're talking, mate. Three months from now. Yeah. So uh, there's time for a good there's time for a good training block. Yeah, yeah. I'm in fairly good f f stage anyway, and I just want to get into that stage of like running as transport. Yeah. Just running to like today I'm going to run home for instance from yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Just getting into get that sort mileage. of yeah, yeah, getting into miles without chasing the miles. Just time on my feet, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Economically running, and and running in a way that doesn't stress my body too much. Oh God. I We're just there. enjoying sorry. it. <laughs> I did a little, sorry for the interruption, but I did a little bank bend. I thought, I'll go across that way. Oh, you're on the wrong side of the fence. All oh, right, okay. Um, 
and I whipped up the bank on the other side of Paul, and then, of course, as I hit it, parkour style, pretty slippy. Pretty slippy. We got there through. We, we got through. Heading back up to the wood. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, just going to initially just start running every other, every other day, but proper sort of distances. Yeah. And then sticking a few, sticking a few back-to-backs. Back-to-back before on, the event. on terrain, I would say. Yeah, before the event. Exactly. It's like I was saying to someone the other day, this guy came up to me after my gig, who's uh, doing the London Marathon. Yeah. I think he is completely ready and his attitude's really good, but it was a really interesting conversation because he's so, you know, just didn't speak marathon. Right. You know, he's a guy who can run. He's had a bit of an injury. He's come back. He's done the training. He's got a realistic idea of the magnitude of the task. Right. But he doesn't know what it is or what it's going to be like. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's very hard to describe, but it just brought me back to what I find more and more, I suppose, post-Race of Stones, but also just after Brighton, is to absolutely minimise your unknowns. Yeah. Just to get as close to a map of what the hell's going to happen as you can, all the while realising that that is just creating space for surprise. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 totes. I mean, a lot of it is just, it's that and also just basically getting really fit. Yeah. Getting as fit as you can. You know, time on your feet. Yeah. Getting your body used to. Wonderful. You know, two, three hour runs. Love that stuff. You know. As you know. Yeah. As opposed to last time, barely trained, did one 25 mile run with some potatoes. Rocks upon the day. Yes. Also, quite often doing things like me saying, "Want to try this small loaf?" And you're going, "Why?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sorting out nutrition. I bought a cap. Yeah. But um, I think that on the other hand, the really key fundamental thing with it that you've already changed is is not limping in. You know, you just said, "I'm going to do it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's fundamental. That's yes, the hard of course, job. absolutely. You know, there was a, yeah. a sense that you might, might not. I was, to- I was toying with it a bit last year. Yeah, even, yeah. even when you were doing it. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like Patrick, I was really worried about Patrick, who did great, by the way. Right. Who's doing like me, is doing Brighton and London. I was saying, what's well, the training run? I might run 22, I might run 26. And I thought, in that space of doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much scope for it going wrong. Absolutely. Which it totally didn't. Yeah. Well done, Patrick. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, son's just <laughs> messaged to say, morning, where is everyone? <laughs> Which is valid. We maybe should have left a Classic. <laughs> Classic teen message. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, I can't get rid of that. Will you do um, Race the Stones as the uh, weekender? Yes, I will do. Excellent. Oh, oh. oh no, that, sorry, that's mate. That's so cruel. Sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go well. Sorry. Trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked it back and it went too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> More exercise for him. Thanks to that dad for making a positive out yeah. of my thoughtless intervention. Yeah, an innocent child there kicked a football in the direction of Rob, who promptly kicked it down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. <laughs> oh, the sun just went in. I want to be in you in front of the house. Where is he? Come into shock. Come into shock. The is hiding behind me. We're talk. We're talk. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so, it. Yeah, so running is sort of nice and slow. Yeah, just, 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 just as we've been doing, really. But I've just, Absolutely. for some reason, I've just, just clicked in the last just couple of months. Bit, no well, injuries, a bit of consistency. And also a sense that that's such a summer run. Spring coming, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Want something from the world. And you've got the, you've got the marathon coming up in the beacons. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But also, I will say, I said it before and you've politely brushed it away. But once you've done that, race the stones. Have a think about the Yorkshire Marathon in October. Yeah. It's the 10th anniversary. Yeah. It's yeah, in maybe. Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah, let me think. Let me see how it goes. Yorko! Yorko Tredo Tonko. <laughs> so, yeah, the marathon sort of brings up notions of time and stuff for me. I don't know. I sort of I find it hard to perceive the marathon as anything other than a race. Yeah, you know? and this is why you should park it now and then maybe yeah, see when feel. you've done races. So it might change. Yeah. Should we go over there? Should we do a little? Whoa, it's, it's constant change, it change here yeah. to stay. You know, the only thing is we've just been there and it was quite muddy. All right, okay. We'll go. just get back okay, to that go. place where we had a bit of trouble. Oh, we're so close to where we were. Um, sorry. To yeah, it might change. Dismiss yeah. this plan. Well, you know, that's interesting for me because I was very pleased with my, uh, you know, what I attempted, achieving what I attempted. Yeah. What I set to do in Brighton. Yeah. Very satisfying with all kinds of weird things like coming up on London now, I'm trying to absolutely crystallise what my take is, you know? Yeah. How am I going to do it? What do I want from it? And how am I going to achieve that? Just yeah. to really clarify. Right. And because uh, I did that with Brighton. And the weird thing about it was the recognition that the only time 
I'd ever run, successfully run marathons at that kind of pace. Was with when we did Was it. when we were recording. Yeah. So then I realized I had to embrace the podcast record marathon. Yeah. Which is so surreal. I mean, yes, so yeah. no one else listening can go, oh yeah, it's like when I did that podcast marathon. Yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah. But it worked an absolute treat. Good. But of course I've done that now. Yeah. So the realization, the shaping, the planning for London has to be a new one for London. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. So, think so about tell me about Brighton then. We haven't really done the Brighton well, highlights. The Brighton. Um, I know you do the podcast about it. Yeah, so I'll try and keep it <laughs> yeah. simple and non-repetitive because yes. everyone was there with me. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And that yeah. was wonderful. Yeah. And that was basically it. The Brighton Marathon is, the course is slightly different. Um, they have added a mile it's, it's really brilliantly done, really. They're trying to make the, the really challenging turn back at the end, the Shoreham turn back. Right. They've made it much shorter yeah. by just adding in a bit here and there. Sometimes it's quite a lot. Sometimes it's less, you know. Like, right. it goes around a couple of squares it didn't go around before. Yeah. So you're only picking up, like, I don't know, a fifth or a quarter of a mile there. But it all adds up. Yeah. And it's a nice route. But the funny thing about it, doing it twice is how yin and yang it all is. Because it's exactly the same distance in exactly the same place. Right. So how much easier can it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and there's that realisation that it's kind of easier and not easier at the same time. It seems to like muddle-headed marathon talk, but it felt very clear to me, you know. Key moment for me was getting to the moment where you peel off the main drag and go into all the leisure stuff around Hove Lawns. Right. Last year, that was at the 20 mile mark. Yeah. And I knew then that I was getting pretty blimmin' tired. Right. And this year, I knew I was, when I got there, it was 23 miles. Right. You're a park run away from the end. And, uh, yes. and I knew that I could do it. I knew I was doing okay. Right. But equally, it's like, it's not like it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, really hard in a different way. And that's uh, that sense of balance, that sense of ultimately, no matter if you're fitter or less fit, it's hard. It's this route, it's that route. It's, hard, yeah. it's still the same challenge being completed by the same person. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. It's a tough old. It's a tough distance. It was a lovely yeah. course. It was so full of lovely people to support the other runners and I felt very engaged with everyone because of possibly because I was running a bit slower you know? yes he does that does help doesn't yeah. It? yeah and also I don't wear wasn't wearing a big rob on my top but I was wearing the microphone yes so a lot of people were aware of what people I was know. doing yes. and it kind of yeah, brings yeah, people yeah. in and of course you get that lovely sliding scale on the marathon of people you don't know you know but don't know very well people you just met yeah. total strangers yes um, people you there's a life partners there's a kinship you know, right. yeah there's a kinship so you know seeing everyone yeah. from uh, Patrick and uh, uh, I don't know the guy's name I can't remember who I saw on the turn back and literally he we were just sort of recognising each other vaguely and we were like four miles apart in the tiredest yeah. bit of the race so our greeting was like this uh, yeah yeah but yeah. it was wonderful and then I saw Angela Barnes and Beck, yes. Jared. Of course, I was running in memory of Phil, yeah, of Jared, course. yeah, and they were like up there in the sunshine. It was, it was really nice. Yeah, that's. I good. had a moment. <sighs> it was all about the podcast. Yeah. So I set off podcasting, which helped me set a pace, 
And then morning magpies, I basically maintained my, my pace was incredibly steady. Yeah. Um, and I knew it really, <laughs> yeah. although I was worried about it. Basically, once I've set off and set that, then study study nine eight fifties eight fifty nine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. just around yeah. nine, but on the good side of nine. Yeah. And uh, and just knowing it, you know, knowing, thinking, oh yeah, maintain it, maintain it, and thinking, yeah, but if I forget about it for two miles. I'll still have been doing it. Yes, yeah. Because that's how I roll. Yeah, yeah, that's how, yeah. And uh, so that was great. And uh, yeah, I recorded for about half an hour, talking to you, getting back into town, enjoying the vibe, and just warming up and settling in, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I uh, listened to my Running Chats radio hour, which the playlist, when it hasn't got me on it, is a 50-minute playlist. So I listened to that, which I'd devised as an inspiring Brighton Marathon playlist. And it worked. So that was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and included, it had like, again, it had sadness in it, you know, it had a little think about, actually, yeah, uh, let's take a tangent here, because as well as t- talking about, thinking about Phil. Yeah, there's another. I was thinking about Gareth Richards, of who at course, that time, yes, yeah. I mean, we were very worried that he might not make it, but he was in hospital then, but. Yeah, Gareth, he, Gareth, yeah, Gareth Richards was a very, Kind man and a funny comic. He, he, he was co-hosted with Frank Skinner for a while, wasn't he? Yes, that's right. Uh, and Frank gave him credit for like giving heart to that whole broadcast, which yeah. is because that's what Gareth was like. He had a fantastic, really gentle but really left-field energy. It made him an excellent, slightly odd comedian. He was yeah. just a really lovely guy. He was that yeah. guy, kind of guy who, on the one hand, was laughing at everything all the time, but on the other hand, not in a mean way. Yeah, he, he was... Uh, yeah, and he, he... He had a crush on the M25 coming back from a gig. Yes. And uh, was in a coma, and people thought, this is very, very serious. And it was, and he passed away. Yeah. He was tough. He was, he was, he was one of those... It was one of those things where you probably gigged with him more than me. I gigged with him about five or six times. Yeah. I did some gigs with him, uh, some of the comedian and Carol's gigs. He was Christian. Yes. And so we talked about that and just immediately bonded. He's just a lovely, just one of those guys. Yeah, and a very, he's just a, a perfect blend of being a gentle, easygoing guy, but also really interesting. Yeah. No one like him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. again, I don't want to oversimplify it. It is a lot like Phil because they're such nice, easygoing guys. You really felt close to them. And they're gone so soon. Yeah. You think, part of you was just thinking, yeah, well, at some later point, we're really going to catch up and talk more. And you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. And that's what it's like. Another pair of magpies. One of magpies, this. This kind of family we have of comedians you see for a bit every now and again. It really ties in with the kind of personalities we have. Yeah. It's really beautiful the way you can walk into a room and see someone for the first time in two years and, get them really, and go really straight well. into talking yes. to either, to the same kind of stuff we crave, the stuff we want on here. Which, so it's either high level wisdom and observation or just high level silliness. Just goofiness, yeah. And Gareth was a prime example of yeah. someone who, could, who would meet you anywhere, at any time on both those levels. No, he, he really was. And and, uh, it was also a thing that made a lot of comics relate to it. Was of course uh, the fact it was a car, it was a car crash. Yeah. And comics spend could have been anyone. Comics spend an awful lot of time yeah. driving late night yeah. 
And, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. It is dangerous. And he was obviously in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, I think he was doing a bit of teaching as well, wasn't he, Gareth? So maybe, yeah. who knows, maybe he was tired from two jobs. I mean, we don't know. But Yeah, or maybe it was very, very happening in the accident. But it's difficult. It's dangerous. Yeah. So, RIP, Phil, this, this yeah. episode is dedicated to Gareth Richards and... We'll yeah. always think of him. It's, it's really, yeah, he, he's, it's uh, one of those ones where, like you say, I didn't know him that well, but honestly, yeah, I feel, you just, it was so, I it keep was remembering so, it, and like, like you do, you wake up in the morning and think, oh, another day, oh, Gareth's gone. He was so good it's when you brutal. saw him in a dressing room, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, and funny memories, that's again, it seems like an accident, but it comes with personality, doesn't it? Angela Barnes was saying about the time of me, her and him, went to the Isle of Wight, yeah. He was really ill. He had a terrible cold. And she was being a big quizzer. She was helping me get ready for Mastermind. Right. And then we went to the ferry terminal and the ferry didn't go. Right. And just this whole adventure. Yeah. All kinds of shenanigans and sillinesses. But we also said, well, let's go to the pub. And we went to this pub by the dock on the Isle of Wight. And you would think that that would be... You know, a, a pub that would be quite welcoming for travellers. Nope. No. <laughs> As the closest experience you'll ever have to the film, the, you know, Terminator in, in a biker bar cliche. Yeah. We kind of, yeah, exactly. We walked in and it was like, I don't think the jukebox went, but it might as well have done. It's just yeah. brightly, brightly lit. And everyone's like six people around the pool table going, nah, 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 nah. and we went in. Yeah. Just not a word. How strange. We went to the bar and they watched us and were like, three <laughs> soft drinks, please. <laughs> and yeah, just the kind Out of thing that happened when you were at Gareth. Yes. Another yeah. time me and him did an Edinburgh preview to a fantastically small number of people. <laughs> yeah. Just at the time when you've got a, a huge kind of wobbly delicate hour of half-baked yes. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was about a dozen people in this art centre. He was, again, it's just the absolute ridiculousness of the situation was completely yeah. pointed up by Gareth. You know what I mean? Yes, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. even as he was saying, oh, this is, my show, this is going to be terrible. My show's going to be a disaster. He's just chuckling away at the whole concept. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bless him. He carried with him a nice sense of the absurd. Terrible it? news. Yeah. Really awful. So, it's funny, I was chatting to uh, Sean Walsh yesterday because he, he gave me a shout because he's in Melbourne. Yeah. Having quite a tricky time at the festivals. I think a few people are. Right. And uh, Numbers, attitudes? Numbers, just attitudes, crowds, just a bit, I don't know, just a bit, bit hard work. Yeah. And um, it's that absurdity of like... He's just had a kid. Everything's going really well in the UK. He's gone, he's travelled however many thousand miles to make no money for a month and struggle in Melbourne. Yeah. It's just, it's just those things that you do, you know. It's a ridiculous job. Yeah. But it's, these are the prices, excuse me, but these are the prices we pay yeah. to not do a job that isn't ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So... I was thinking about this stuff, the mud on the far end listening the to the music I'd chosen, and then I recorded um, the, 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 the links for that, for yeah. Manchester Radio, within the marathon. Right, right. And then I went out to the turn back at um, Ovingdean, Morning Magpie, which is the first, actually the second long hairpin. Yeah. Actually, just thinking about it now, I remember if the... Pipe marathon feels difficult. The hairpins feel very challenging, so you've got to get up and back. But of course, like in any park run, hairpins are such a wonderful time 
to spend time with the people going the opposite direction, you know? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's great in Brighton, the support when you get up on top of the cliffs there. You're right out of town, you're in the country, but there's good people and bands and things, you know, waiting on the bumps to cheer you on. Nice. Was out there. I was just actually nice. talking quite seriously about this stuff on the other podcast, and there was a guy, I was disturbed by a guy playing like rock and roll guitar okay. <laughs> on the sidelines, going, I'm like, so we think seriously about giving it Chuck Berry vibes. So that was great. And, um, and then I dug in and started to feel it, I had a malt loaf, yeah. went down through the halfway point, slightly change, slight change of route. Um, when it got back to the front, it went down to the front where it used to finish. Right. Because it doesn't finish there. They could run in that way. Yeah. So basically by the beach instead of up on the road. Right. Very straightforward. And uh, as I passed the 15 mile mark, I was sort of assessing my position. Yeah. And I started thinking how much further I've got to go. And I was like, oh, don't think about that. Whew. Yeah. But I just remember That's thinking. That's a tough stage, isn't it? Yeah. Because you've got a long way to go, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's always that time. That's the other thing. Having done a bunch of marathons, I was kind of rifling through the roller decks of previous marathons to to have a better um, perspective on what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, oh no, 50 miles, that's really hard. It's like, yeah, you know this from London. But that's you've okay. been here before, yeah. Yeah, and then you get out to show here. Oh no, last few miles of Brighton is really hard. Oh, last few miles in New York, you're in town, you're nearly there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just various ways of yes. tricking Chunking yourself into down. thinking yeah. positively. But yeah, fundamentally, I thought, wow, this is, I'm tired, this is going to be hard. And then the absolute one thought, if, if one thought sums up that Brighton Marathon was. At 15 and 23 miles, I just thought the same thing. I just got to 23 and thought, yeah, hard, tired. Yeah. But still, that's eight miles ago, so I think we're yes. going to be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're very bullish. You've got that strength, haven't you? Yeah. And one last um, thing that I don't think I knew and won't, hasn't been on either of the podcasts so far is once I'd seen my lovely wife and recorded the bit. I, I thought I'd record in the middle. Right. I saved it as like a delayed gratification. I got through the middle, I saw my wife, yeah. and then recorded the middle bit at around 17 miles. After I'd done that, I thought, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? I just put my music back on, and I'm listening to a random playlist, but it's a playlist made of all the songs. Ow, I just trodden the rock with my bursitis foot. Yowza. Um, I, uh, yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's my playlist of all the songs I've played on my radio hour and all right. the songs in my book. So right. it's a safe space because I chose every last one of them. Nice, yeah. But it's still random, right? Because there's booming loads. Yeah. Anyway, that hour, so starting from, like it's, I hadn't quite got to 18 miles and I saw the 22-mile marker in the opposite direction and I had this slight terror of the long out and back in Hove. And I put music on, and honestly, the songs that played, they were so good. I was listening back, and it's this week's, I lifted the whole thing and shared it for this right. week's Running Tracks Radio Hour. Yeah. And honestly, I was saying, it's no wonder I didn't flag. Yeah. Because that's just incredible. Great. When you, go and, when you get into that point, that point around 19, where young people who went off a bit, you know, who, who was suddenly fast, feeling yeah. it by taking a moment. And I wanted to say to these guys, it's a hill. Yeah. You'll be all right. Just hang in there. Yeah. But um, if the 
Blooming Rage Against the Machine song from the end of The Matrix is playing. Yeah. You know, it's like, yo! Yes, yeah, yeah. You can't help it. Anyway, and then it's a lovely finish in Brighton. It was lovely sharing on the podcast. Brilliant the way, incredibly supportive, but kind of also, it's still a smaller community, so loads of individuals, you know? Yeah. So London's great. You know, we've been there, come out of Blackfriars, and those crowds are going to pull you in. Yeah, absolutely. But in Brighton, they're dotted and, you know, kind of feels like every, it's, this is not statistically accurate, but it feels like every sixth person is someone you know. He's yeah. like, hey there. Yeah. <laughs> Only come true, you know. Yeah, that's great. Someone I totally wasn't expecting to see, uh, um, who runs half marathons, did the tech on my show in Edinburgh once. Oh, hi. Yeah. You know, Julia, just brilliant. It was really wonderful. So... Yeah, I... You had a great time, sounds like. And I was a thinking... tough time. Literally planning London around the 24, 25 mile mark, which is either absolute madness or a very good sign, or possibly both. Yeah. So there you go. So when is London? It's a week and a half. Right. So I'm in that... We talked last You're time we were in a kind of holding phase. Yeah, and there's a kind of bump... Yeah. Where the recovery run becomes the taper. Thanks. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like you would say, I only did a couple of runs last week. But of course, it all began with the marathon. Yeah. So last week was 35, 36 miles. Yeah. Um, this Gosh. week, I'm just quietly getting myself 25. I might put some hills in. This is a little bit hilly, but I might go and go up and down my hill in Springfield Park a few times just to remind myself that I can. And then I'll be... Tapering. Tapering a car playing again. Yeah. Although, say I've been on holiday and I've been putting away the lager, so... Was there a bit of... One thing I did in Australia and New Zealand, we had 12 days, 12, 13 days of no booze, no bread. Yeah. Which felt great, actually. It felt so good. Because we just sort of both decided to focus on work and stuff. I can imagine that that would feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it yeah. did feel great. But I've made up for it since. Oh, if this person's stretching, I literally thought someone prostrate on the ground there. Oh, yeah. I literally <laughs> thought they'd collapsed. But they were just doing their exercises. Thank goodness. Um, so was there a bit of boozing in Scotland? Oh, I think there might have been a day since Brighton when I haven't drunk. Right. But I can't remember when it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I feel good. I, I, it is, I'm literally on that moment now where I'm just matching. It's like Steve matching our two sound files with the clap. I, I know I'm recovering. I know I'm coming in for London. I start to get the emails about what happens on the start line and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And at one level, I know that's what's happening. But at another level, it's just a little crunch of the gears yeah. to move my focus forward. Because, you know, I'm still in a bit of a Brighton bubble. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But the good thing is... I'm worried about it. You know, I want, I'm not going to be blasé. This London's got to be good. The challenge I set myself, and it, this time goes right back to what we were saying about your gigs, your arena gigs and Steve Martin, is well done for Brighton. Do it again. Yeah. That's, that's the challenge. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at first, my first thought was, oh, I should do it like this next time, only faster. It's like, no, no, none of this only faster. Just do it the same. Yeah, put it this way. If you do it the same... Possibly, it, you'll come out a couple of seconds faster. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't try for it. That would no. change everything. Yeah. You're basically looking for 
355 marathon. Yeah. And you're basing it on the podcast model, whatever that might mean. But uh, so that's my plan. And the other clear thought I had is two things, actually. One, I still would like to run fast marathon in the autumn. Yeah. You know, and I'm working back to how I managed to get back under 3.30 last autumn, you know. Right. But everything, any marathon at any pace, I do from here on in. I have to be better. The, 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 the discipline of this model is the right. way forward. Every marathon comes after Brighton. Right. You know? So that means... What? It means Don't knowing exactly it. what time yeah. you want to run it in. Knowing you're fit enough to do it. Yeah. Setting off at the right pace. Yes. Yeah, and right. holding. Yeah. That all sounds quite straightforward, doesn't it? But none but of I that... I think until... Uh, none of that historical setting off too fast palaver. No, exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. think that I was doing that. I think that I was accessing some of this sense in York. Um... Because they were really quite similar runs, even though York was a lot faster in terms of how it related to pacing and stuff. And I think it's actually clarity of mind right. from the Race of the Stones. I just threw it away a bit in New York, you know. But anyway, so even if I want to go um, run my fastest marathon in years in the autumn, I've still got to work towards it on the same model. A model not, not only goes back to Brighton and York and Race of Stones, but goes right, right back to what you've just been saying about just getting the miles in, getting the distance, you know. Yeah. Basically building this really strong Foundation. working model, yeah. model of, a, of running along, just running along, hoovering up miles, bop, bop, bop. And then if you want those miles to go faster, you have to, with complete foundation and clarity, just, just turn the dial up, up a little bit. Just crank it up a bit, yeah. So, and did you take your part run easy? Nah. Right. No, I ran as fast as I could. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's going to tie you a bit. Yeah, and I yeah. felt it. I felt the... Uh, you felt your legs a bit. Yeah. There was some discussion of this, actually, because people are talking about doing Highbury before London, because it's the nearest one to right. some places to stay. And that led what, to a the discussion day before London? of whether right. doing a part run a day before a marathon is wise. And I was saying... I said, on our behalf, you know, I'm not sure if that's wise. I didn't say it isn't, and I didn't, but um, lots of people say, it's funny, because on the one hand... Depends what you want. Yeah, and also people are like, oh, it's easy, you just do it slower. And it's like, well, one, that's not easy. No. I've literally, you know, like I was thinking, if I wanted to do parkrun like a minute, a mile slower, we, we have to record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is... The discussion of how you do it and how easy it is is all based on this idea that you have to do it. Yeah, I, yeah, would, yeah. I would reiterate the idea that you can also just not do it. I, I, that I mean, certainly didn't hurt him. I'll, I'll, I'll go so far as to say you're better off not doing it. Yeah, I mean... It's, I, a, it's a day before a big race. Yeah. You'd only want to do like one, two miles maximum the day before anyway, just as a yeah. loosener. You're deep in your tapering. You've and got then to go someone through. said... Um, uh, Peter in in, uh, in Liverpool saying, "What well, exactly? What well, I, I hadn't even thought it, but it's exactly right." The other thing is, it's like a superstition thing. 
It's like, what if you fall over? Yeah, yeah, what if yeah. you lose your headphones? But it's also a bit of mental energy. Yeah. Even no matter how, even if you decide to run it a bit slower, you're still yeah, running and competing with and, and in amongst people the day before. Yeah, yeah. Something you've been training for for a few months. That's right. It and just feels also a bit unnecessary. Sometimes you know, it depends what you're Do what after. you want, obviously. Yeah, it's, obviously it's, it's, it's your you journey. Want. I mean, one of the people said I did it a minute a mile slower and then got my PB. Yeah. I mean, if you do that, you're going to want to do a park run before every marathon you do after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's valid. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are things that people do that possibly they don't need to. You know, it's like serious... In New York, watching people doing really serious warmy uppy stuff yeah. like two hours before it starts when they're when they're not going to be, yeah, when yeah. they're going to be running slower, walk running the whole thing, doing like long sideways yes, sprints yeah. and scout runs and stuff in yeah, the yeah, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, so yeah. Don't, don't bother. Yeah, yeah, you warm up when you're out there. Yeah, unless that's your journey. Yeah, in which case, good luck. But make sure it's something that's necessary rather than something you feel that you maybe ought to do. Yeah. Particularly with the good habit of parkrun, because of course it's a great habit going to parkrun. Yeah, parkrun's a great. Obviously. But the rule, that's this could be the exception that proves the rule. I literally woke up on Saturday really early, went back to sleep, and when I woke up, um, this is Saturday a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the clock and it was. 10 to 10. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I missed Parkrun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. Felt, felt I, felt, I, I loved it. I felt sad that I'd missed it. Felt refreshed. I love Hove Prom Parkrun. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I was there. I was there the next yeah. day. Yeah. For goodness sake. Yeah. Anyway, I won't be at Highbury for David yeah. London Marathon. And I would think twice. Just think about what you want from it, if that is what Yeah, of course, of course. If you don't want to do your absolute best effort, then fine. But if you do... I won't bother. Yeah, Seriously. and also with various injuries and comebacks and phases of running in recent months, I've actually come to the conclusion, well, basically, I always, I always run parkrun flat out. Yeah. There'll be different levels of tiredness and fitness that mean that they will result in different times. But I've never done a... You know, the only time I've gone to parkrun and not run as fast as I could that day is when we, is when we tail walked it. Yeah. Even when we recorded it, we went, we went, we were running fast. And even if you and I like that, I like the way parkrun triggers my mind into going right. Here we go. And even if you even if you run it a minute a mile slower than you normally do, that's still way faster than easy training pace. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that's the discussion there, and we're gonna there'll yeah. be some disagreements. Like we say, if, if your you journey is different, yeah, you can do yeah. what you like. But it's interesting, isn't it? But yeah. I did think this, and this is an interesting one to try. I'd like to talk to you more about London, but of course we've got next week, so that's okay. But um, I think, on the one hand, it's slightly ridiculous, my 200-minute man quest. Yeah. It's in October, so it's okay to just sit it there like yeah. that. Yeah. But on the other hand, two things. One, I did 210-minute. I got back under three and a half yeah. for the first time in years. Yes. So that's yeah. not nothing. Let's not forget that. No, it's not. No. And two, this is the thing. This is the clear thought I had. I said to myself, if you want to make that a realistic quest, you have to get your park run back under 20 minutes. If I yeah. can get my park run back under 20 minutes, then I can run a marathon in three hours and 20 minutes. And also... <laughs> Get your half marathon time down. Or yeah, maybe that's do, Maybe do a like, try and do a like one thirty-five hour marathon. Yeah, well, you that's know, a, that's a good like one. That. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it's making all those links. Because once I've done Brecon, all of this is totally speculative at the moment. Mm. I'm literally 
not allowed to put this training into, pl into practice yeah. until I come back from the Brecon Beacons. Yeah. So it's a safe space for mm. discussing it. But yeah, exactly. I, I'd spend the summer working on speed, 5K, 10K. Got the Great North Run in September, but I could get another half in before then. And just basically, if I can, just psychologically, if I can show myself that I can make a comparable pace yeah. with my younger self over shorter distances, yes. then I can do it over so long distances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's logic to that? Interesting. Yeah, no, there is logic. Of course, no, there's logic. There's logic. But I'd say that your half marathon time is more indicative of ability to run a fairly swift marathon than, than a 5K. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I'm just going to take a photo of these beautiful blue flowers. Look at these. Bluebells. Yes. No, they're blue not. Bells. They're not. They're not bluebells. Stop saying bluebells. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, look. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 